And now, for some intro music. Hello, welcome to episode number 22 of the Bits and Pieces podcast. I am Nevada Drew, and as always, I'm joined by George. Say hello. Hello. And by Gav. Say hello. 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 How are we doing, guys? Uh, it's been a month since we last did a podcast, I think, or more, maybe. Uh, I cancelled or just didn't turn up until the past few weeks, so that's probably my fault. Uh, How pretty are we doing? good. I mean, it's been a pretty fun month of games. I mean, we had... Apex Legends arrive out of literally nowhere since since last time. Yeah. Uh, so I think we can just dive straight into that, uh, and sure. then later on we can have a chat with you, Nevi, about why you own a Vita and a Wii U. We can attempt to provide some counselling services about your <laughs> purchasing decisions. Cool. I, I appreciate this because I hear that the Dreamcast is is a pretty hot console at the moment. So yeah. I think uh, something to be tackled now that what the Vita has been discontinued and the Wii U has been discontinued. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I guess we'll get taken to that. out behind the shed and shot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Wii U died a while before that. But yeah, the, what, I think the Wii U's not doing. been in, it's not been in production since like 2017. That's I think any new games on it. Anyway, we'll jump into that after. All uh, right. Yeah. You can, you can Apex. Apex first because I have I. Tried it, decided that, well, remembered that I don't like those sort of games, and then uninstalled it. So, um, what what did you uh, what did you try it on? I tried it on PS4, just because okay. it was what I had nearby when I saw that it was out. Yeah, because it was quite. I, I heard. I mean, like it's somewhat anecdotal, but quite an interesting Apex Legends stat that, uh, like, so it was something like only f- there's like an achievement for the like a really basic one you get for reviving a teammate. Yeah. Uh, and only 49% of players on PS4 had it. Nice. <laughs> Which is like... Never bothered the rest of them. Wow. That is pretty shocking. Yeah. I must admit, I didn't do that. I think I played three games, and I was dead before I managed to revive anyone. So I was like, yeah, this is fine, but not for me. So I guess to go way back to, I don't know, what, three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? <laughs> A whole four weeks ago, I believe. Long before we when the before game Before we even out. knew Apex Legends existed. Yeah, uh, it just burst onto the scene. Yeah, which I guess there's a very interesting article, isn't there, about how um, there's a, a bunch of them. Basically, they did a bunch of interviews as soon as they announced the game about why they decided to choose to just launch it, and apparently it was to avoid a bunch of eye rolling at another battle royale game. <laughs> Aren't there enough PUBGs and Fortnites? Basically, basically, but, yeah. Enjoy PUBG a lot. And so it's like, well, nothing's going to replace Battlegrounds because this just seems eh. But actually, it is a brilliant iteration and a pretty awesome like step forward for Battle Royale games. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think it, it, the Battle Royale genre in general is pretty interesting to me because you have all these games and some of them really feel like they're not trying to iterate. But I feel like it launched with like quite a singular focus on how it was going to do itself. You know, specifically, there's only a three-man squad mode, which is a, a really weird way to launch one of mm. these. You'd expect if you were going to launch a BR with any mode, it would be solos. Mm. But you know, and it comes out and it's got teams, you know, team-based mechanics, you know, character classes, all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it, it does feel like a really interesting step forward. I I like that you can revive your teammates, that kind of stuff. Well, like, as in, like, you can revive them even if they're... Dead, dead. If they're, yeah, fully dead, you can bring them back in. Which kind of change, which changes a whole lot. Have you, had you guys played um, the Call of Duty? Uh, like, no, I have not played it. I guess this is, like, the second instalment of, like, a major AAA studio. Yeah. Like, makes their entry. Like, cause... a big a big shooter studio, specifically. Or, to be honest, both. But in both cases, Call of Duty guys basically making a, a Battle Royale yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a big step forward, because they've kind of looked at the big entries previously, and kind of pulled all the best bits in, and then been like, and here is our yeah. 
meaningful contribution to the to the melting pot and it just works so well like it's sort of like cool well, here's the loot system from Fortnite so everything has a loot you know so there's all yeah like an RPG color. style loot rarity system you know people like nerding out about attachments yeah. so we'll bring in weapon attachments uh, and that's pretty cool and that like defines how good your weapon is uh, and they've been like well the inventory systems those are a bit weird and they've streamlined it so much like the fact that when you pick something up it will for the most part automatically replace the thing that is better than yeah. it which makes it like attachments on weapons like is, is so refreshing the fact that you can pretty much just spam e <laughs> which is the pickup button as you run yeah, through and it will pretty intelligently pick everything up equip what is good and dump anything that needs to be dumped yeah so like the amount of time that you have to spend like fiddling around with uh yeah sitting in the inventory, the inventory. Screen, something i never really liked about um, pubg sometimes yeah and like the fact that it's like it'll the ui is so nice it'll be like you don't have this gun this ammo is useless yeah so it'll put a little big stop sign on it or you can't use this attachment dump it uh it's just great like it it's just such a lovely game to use because they have made the yeah, like the whole like the UX of it, just yeah, just a whole lovely. lot of stuff about the game just feels like it works really well. Like they've thought about it. Um, I mean, not going to talk about the crashing or the technical problems because that's a different kettle of fish. But in terms of yeah, the user experience, they've um, yeah, they've really gone all out. I think one of the interesting things about it is how uh, like it's weird. It's a it's a trait of uh, games made by certain studios, I think, who are very well equipped to do it. Uh, in that it is absolutely shameless about stealing things from other games and just putting a whole lot of polish and like a triple a spin on it because yeah like the obviously like you're saying uh loot system is lifted from fortnite a lot of the other stuff is lifted from other games like well like the fact that you've got like crates that glow like in fortnite and you like open them up and it's like oh what am i gonna get and then like i don't know then like a lot of the ui elements the way, basically, the, the entire way the game does, uh, for instance, loot crates and unlockable skins is straight up taken from Overwatch, like full full package. It might as well be copy pasted, and uh, <laughs> like you get you get a loot box every other level, and you get when you open it up, you get items of you know. What is it? I think it's I think it's four in Overwatch, but it's only three in this game, so it's a li- it's a little stingier in general, I would say. Um, yeah, blue, purple, or legendary. Yeah, and then you know you go on the inventory; it's sorted that way, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it, it, it's pretty liberal in you know basically stealing stuff from other games, but it works because they're able to cobble it together in a very competent way. Because uh, there's just a, a good shooter studio in general; like the game feels good to play. Yeah, and like the so I guess like the big thing that was there like real contribution to the genre was the like a, a ping system that is just great yeah so the, like that you can communicate so well with your team especially if you're playing with randoms randoms yeah, yeah. like they don't always respond but it allows you to communicate so effectively and i think fortnite have actually picked up some sort of similar ping system i think i saw in a recent yeah. update they're adding it into like into I mean, if these other games are smart they'll steal it right back yeah which in itself i think is kind of lifted from mobas to be honest i guess so yeah that sort of ping communication yeah like absolutely um i think what's what's interesting about apex is uh like you say like that is obviously a feature of mobas like in like dota and league you can ping like this enemy is missing from this lane this you know this uh, power up has been taken, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And in this one, obviously, it's adapted a bit for the the features of the the BR genre. Mm. But so it's like, oh, you can ping to say, I'm going over here. I'm watching this area. Enemies have passed through here. That kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, it's a lot more. Uh, it's weird because I feel like one of the weird things that captivated me about PUBG when I first played it was like, pardon me, almost the weird uh, orienteering aspect of uh learning uh distances on maps and like uh compass directions and stuff uh yeah so you, you kind of lose that but it's at the huge benefit of not having to try and explain to some random that uh 
the enemies are, you know, they're over there, 340, beside the small rock next to the big tree. <laughs> not, no, yeah, not yeah, the big yeah. tree next to the small rock, etc. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, like, because like, yeah, I think it's just I think it's PUBG. Like, I think the thing is improved. Like, that I think it's done so well is the is it's like pacing and the way it ha- just you know, like handles the combat in the game. Because I think the most like the most frustrating thing about PUBG and I guess the battle the battle royal genre is kind of when you're just picked off at range. Yeah, and you don't really feel like you and like. Or you just you just basically or you just get ambushed and there's no real fight. Yeah, it feels it can feel really uninteractive in those games when you lose, especially since it's such a big time investment to lose. As it's often like you sometimes you just kind of want to avoid fights, like because it can just be really tedious. Yeah, just you just wait until you, you like loot up, wait until the final end zone and roll the dice. Basically, a lot of the times in those games, or like yeah, you either engage when you've got. Where, like, in a situation where you should win because you've sort of ambushed someone, or that's about it. Whereas, like, I think the thing I've noticed about Apex is the fact that I'm excited to drop into an area that is full of people because the combat takes a bit longer but feels more exciting because, like, the time to kill is slightly raised. uh, And it's everyone's doing that weird dance of, like, you know side strafing kind of bunny hopping and yep, sliding all that kind of stuff and like and so yeah combat feels exciting yeah and it feels like you're having a fight and because time to kill is high like being picked off at range is yeah rare it's not and very really a problem i think it, it changes the whole kind of meta game of how you use sniper weapons in that um you either use them to finish people off or kind of defensively uh, or before you go in close range, because like you say, you know, you can, even with like, uh, if you have, you know, good gear, even the best sniper in the game can't kill you in one hit. I don't think. I mean, maybe a Kraber yeah, headshot no, it can't. It does, can like, kill you in one hit. I think the Kraber headshot does it at one. Yeah, if, if you have bet the, you know, purple art helmet and stuff. But. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even then, like, you get hit for a lot of damage, and you could easily be be downed, but I feel like being downed isn't, like, a death sentence in this game either, because one thing they do is they separate the bleed-out and health bar, so in, in, like, PUBG, it's the same it's the same bar, right? So if you get plinked at while you're down, you continue, you lose, like, time off your bleed-out as well as health. So, you know, it makes it less likely that people will be able to get you up and you'll just bleed out behind a tree instantly. But in this, if you survive with even a, a wee sliver of health, it doesn't affect the bleed out timer at all. It's uh, it's kind of interesting in that way. Like, I feel like because of that, it's kind of a, a stealth. It's kind of like... And also, like, in, in PUBG, where you can be picked off at range and then finished pretty quickly. Yeah, like... like if you, the moment you go down, because in this you have a you have like a down shield. Yeah, you can pick up. It's a it's a loot. And item. you can take a bit of damage. You can. It's so like, even if you do manage to down someone at range, which is pretty hard, they just crawl out of sight, and their mate revives them, and you haven't really achieved yeah. much other than forcing like, them to expend. Some I feel health. like it's interesting because it rebalances the way you use these weapons to kind of more like a if you're using them aggressively, it's a kind of like a mid range. Like, you might shoot at them while your teammate goes around the other side, that kind of thing, rather than... Yeah, like, the sniper's life has become a thing that you coordinate, either coordinate with your team, or it's something that you use to initiate a fight and then close the distance to finish them off with a different yeah, weapon. Yeah, rather than... Like, I think... Like, shooting someone well, from a huge, huge sight line on top of a hill and just getting a kill instantly. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, so, like, in PUBG, the, be- like, the best weapon is probably an assault rifle... And then a secondary is probably a sniper rifle because the assault rifle is perfectly fine at close range, can do decent work at basically every other range, and you can pick people off with a sniper. But like the opposite is true in Apex, where shotguns are great, feel good, like feel pretty good to use when you get like <laughs> when you aim properly, yeah. but and are incredibly valuable versus like a game like. They're worthless. (laughs) They are just terrible. No one uses them. And, yeah. 
you immediately drop it. Yeah, like there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that I think they've done well with just the way the game, the way they've designed the game's encounters to feel. Because I really like that high time to kill. I was a bit kind of on the fence to begin with because of like what I was used to in the genre, right? Because you're used to like a low yeah, time like- to kill in PUBG because it emphasizes that kind of almost like pseudo survivalist kind of ambush tactic over the way this game plays which is much faster which is very much more aggressive gaming. like because you can basically you know you have shields you can get your shields taken down and you can heal them up if you have a shield battery in like what like what is it like six seconds and you're back full health instantly uh and your your shields don't take any permanent damage which is another different another change from a lot of the other games where basically if you get shot in say PUBG or uh Call of Duty uh basically your armor gets damaged and like you can't fix it i think i think they recently changed the one in the Call of Duty cuz i saw someone else playing it in Blackout where you can kind of repair your armor pieces but that wasn't the case for a long time in that game and still isn't the case in PUBG where you know it, yeah, you just you, your vest becomes useless, and you just have to ditch yeah, it and hope that they have a better one, or like try and aim for their head so you can save their vest. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, I mean, I think that's an interesting layer to that game, but it's not present in this one. And I think like but also like the I think the combat is like so when I first picked up Apex, you like you pick up the weapons that are like that feel just kind of like all rounders, so you just go for like the generic looking assault rifle. Yeah. Because uh, you're kind of used to this sort of fire, like maybe firing like two bursts into like two solid bursts into someone and they'll probably go yeah. down. But the combat just isn't like that. It's far more like you get in close and so like with the shotgun, it, like you get a couple of good hits in, someone will go down. But that's not rapid. It's like you dance around, you get a good hit in, and if you like, and so like often the, the assault rifles don't necessarily cut it at close range because you've got some maniac like hopping around yeah. and so it's a bit weird at first but once you kind of get into it it becomes really it, yeah, it becomes incredibly fun to just run at people and you're like weaving yeah and just be trying to be the first to like land three consistent shotgun yeah. it's, it's an it's an interesting thing right because i think it makes the kind of one-on-one element a lot more interesting the, the kind of other peculiar thing it does i guess versus other games is I'd say it definitely does make like solo or 1v group, 1v2 or 1v3, like very difficult to Harder. win because yeah. you have a lot of enemy health to chew through and, you know, they can just basically run at you and spray you down. And as long as... And they can like swap in and out because like you, you, you injure one guy, a sensible team will yeah rush in to help and that guy will then leave and heal up while you're dealt with the others like the only time it ever really happened like you can really win that fight is if you're able to fight them one on one one by one and i mean that that is part of why shotguns are so useful right because then you get the opportunity maybe to just basically take one down in one hit and then yeah it's like burst damage yeah it's, it's there's a lot of i think interesting things about how the game is balanced right now i think it's it's more or less quite good i think mm. uh you know, while playing the game, I've made my opinions quite clear, and I think a lot of people agree <laughs> that in the current state of the game, there are some guns that are way better than others. Uh, for instance, the Mozambique, the shotgun pistol is atrocious. Uh, like, Absolute yeah, trash. It's the worst gun in the game. It fires three pellets, each of which does 15 damage for a grand total of 45 if you land a point-blank shot with a shotgun. For reference, the other shotguns will do upwards of 100 damage <laughs> if you land that kind of shot. So well, it's interesting because you compare that to the Wingman, which yep. is like a heavy revolver and one of the best guns. Like arguably and the best like gun Each one of those shots will do... The same amount of damage. damage. <laughs> and it's also effective at every like, range. And it, it fires slightly slower, but it's effective at every range and you don't need to try and land all three pellets that have a very aggressive spread. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Yeah, I mean, the Wingman is the other kind of standout gun right now, which feels pretty imbalanced. Apparently it's different on console. It's one of those interesting things where obviously the improved aim in general of people on PC makes it so that the Wingman's kind of point-and-click 
makes it a lot stronger yeah. on that platform where you're much more likely to land those few shots in a row. And as like an ambush weapon, it's ridiculous because you can just sneak up behind someone and basically, weirdly enough for a revolver, just like burst them down before they have any chance to do anything about it. But like I don't, I don't, I don't think like I think he's going to be pretty good to like get the rapid shots yeah, off. But so. often it'll be like it'll be an enemy that makes a mistake of just like standing yeah, still. and especially with like and the, and it's just and you just and if you if you're able to just put three shots like yeah on, like on a non-moving it's like target, their whole health is burst down instantly. It's it's quite peculiar because obviously yeah, like it gets it gets it's one of the tricky weapons to use when they start hopping around because it is. Yeah, it, like against someone else with a wingman, because obviously the thing about that is it's a pistol, so you're you have like the best movement speed with it and the best aim down sight speed. And if someone say with something like a Spitfire tries to like aim down sight and shoot you, they'll be so slow that you'll easily just pick them off. I don't know, it's it's peculiar, but I think I don't know. There's a I think there's a decent balance in the game right now. Um, it can be yeah. frustrating to well, die like, to certain things, but that's just battle royals. <laughs> Like what are you gonna do? I'm I'm excited to see what happens next because I guess think the thing we've seen with like people a bit I don't know I feel like there's been set up for frustration from PUBG where it's like it takes a, a quite a long time for new stuff to yeah. come out and so it goes through weird spikes of like a new map will come out people jump back in yeah and play for a little bit but then it's quite a while to the next Absolutely. thing. Compared to like Fortnite, which has the like that drip feeling of content, like absolutely locked yeah, like down. Yeah, I think just sort of constant. Their uh, their like season format is very strong in terms of player retention, like, and I think this game is also stealing that, which is a good idea. Yeah, but we haven't seen like, uh, like we know it's going to have battle passes, but we haven't really seen them talk about like when the first season yeah. will start or if we're in the first season <laughs> True. or. Like what's going to happen there? Because basically, we've had one or two patches that have mostly just been focused bug on bug fixes, really, like bug fixing and one new gun. So it'll be interesting to see how they keep keep things interesting, yeah. like start adding new content. Yeah, will they, like you're saying, like will it change the map like Fortnite does, like alter bits of it, or will they just add wholesale new maps? I think it'll be wholesale new maps because there is a big hint yeah, in I'm that not... the loading screen has a name for the specific map that you're on. It says playing squads on Kings Canyon, so you would assume that there are yeah, different that's maps that will appear in that slot. Well, I feel like the thing that's interesting about the map is that it's like Fortnite's map, and it has like all these different biomes, not quite as varied as Fortnite's yeah, map. But, uh, yeah, like it, it's like you're in the desert bit, you're in the river bit. Yeah, and you you can absolutely and, imagine and now you're in like the industrial. You can bit. imagine them say in this new patch, wetlands has been replaced with something else, that kind of thing, right? But yeah, uh, yeah, <clears throat> I'm I'm most interested to see uh, where they go with the characters because that's that's yeah, like the oh sorry <laughs> yeah the that yeah the characters are brilliant. I was just saying like because I remember because I think that was the one thing I remember about booting up the first time was like oh these characters are a bit bland, but actually they're wonderful and I love them. Yeah, all once enough. once you get into like using them, I think like. I, like appearance wise, like it's not like Overwatch where they're all just you look at them and they're like, wow, look at all this personality that's coming out of them, with the exception of the robot. But uh, yeah, once you get to play them, like they all have really different kits and so on. And I think I think balancing them might be an issue, just because of how like I think there's just been an interesting spectrum of uh, <clears throat> like chatter about how you balance individual parts of a character, right? Because, like, yeah. currently, I think, you know, people pretty widely, like, the most popular characters, I saw a weed poll people did, the most popular characters are Lifeline, who is kind of, you know, a Makes sense. done deal. She's, like, the default one that's selected when you start the game. So, and, you know, a kind of, like, a healer, pretty self-explanatory. Then, like, Wraith, who is kind of a very kind of agile, escape-focused character. And then, like, Bangalore, Mirage, that kind of thing. Uh, I think it was a bit of a biased thing, because I think it was a, a poll they did on the um, the Apex subreddit, which will naturally skew towards people who've played the game a lot. Because, for instance, I would not think that in a general player populist thing that Mirage would be up too high, because you have to unlock him. Like, so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I think it's an interesting thing, because uh, I think widely regarded as the worst characters right now, I think. I think Caustic is definitely the worst. 
Like, he's just not good. <laughs> he's this guy that throws around big gas bombs and stuff. And so he can basically be really devastating on his own in an enclosed environment. But but it really depends where you're having, where a, you're fight. having a fight. He also has, like, I say on his own specifically because he hugely disadvantages his own teammates. Like, the amount of times, like, I've got a friend, and he, he has a habit, right? Anytime he plays a game, he'll, I don't know if he does it on purpose, but he'll, he'll pick basically the worst character and be determined to stay with them. And so the amount of times I've, I, he's died, because basically he's gone in somewhere, thrown around a bunch of gas, and so enemies have come in after him, and it's like, I can't get to you because you're on the other side of your gas, and if I try and walk through it, I'll get blinded. <laughs> so I just have to leave you to die. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I don't know. There's the Yeah, like Yeah, yeah. The But I wouldn't say like the the difference between like the best character and the worst character feels like a particularly massive problem because obviously you have like unique characters per yeah. team. Uh and there doesn't see really seem to be like an I don't see a huge amount of like, oh this this is the you know, the perfect team yeah. composition that you need the to be doing it team if you want comp. to be getting ahead of the meta. I mean, like having a lifeline is pretty handy because she's the most like dedicated support character. Yeah. Um, and then kind of whoever else you want, really. True. I think it's a it's an interesting an interesting discussion. I want to see them. I kind of like more support characters added right now, just because obviously, if you want to pick a healer type character, you you have to pick lifeline. Because no one yeah. else can heal anything and or has any kind of... Because basically her thing is she throws down a healing drone, she gets faster revives, and she gets this big shield that pops up in front of people she's reviving. It's a good. I'd say it's a good ability. It's very strong, but it has obviously some downsides, for instance. It's a massive shield. It makes a loud noise as well when it's set up. And so it instantly gives away that you're reviving somebody. And, you know, they can see it, this huge blue shining shield. And people do have a slight tendency... To just immediately get the grenades out and just start lobbing them over the shield if they can to try and get you, but yeah, yeah. That, it well, balances it out. A, I think the fact that we're now into the, like into the weeds discussing the intricacies of lifeline shield is an excellent sign. We should continue and change Perhaps, the subject. Yeah, true. I mean, we can't make this the apex cast. Obviously, Nevi's not not an apex apex nerd like because <laughs> like, we just I'm not been playing too much of this game. <laughs> Obviously, we are okay, professional okay, players. Just, just, yeah. It's just a regular nerd. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, or in this case, a Vita and Wii U nerd. I mean, I like the slide in Apex Legends. I like, I like the, oh, it's, it's the art slide. design's nice. I mean, I wasn't, I'm not massively sold on the, like, the sort of, the world and, like, the the reasons why you go into this pit to fight. Really, but I don't even know what the reasons are. <laughs> are you just sort of... It's a competition or something. It's a competition. Yeah, and but I, I like the art design. Fight. I think that's cool. I'm getting like, if it's got a good slide in it, it gets a pass in my book. <laughs> uh, yeah, the slide. Well, the one thing I saw pointed out was that so Bangalore, who's the like soldier character, she is, uh, like her profession outside of the like battle royale championship story thing is the reason you're fighting. She's like she is one of the grunt. She's like an ex grunt oh, from Titanfall. From- so from Titanfall, so like the like AI grunts that you mercilessly bully while you're all playing that multiplayer game is is back as Bangalore. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah, but yeah, time for uh, the, the PlayStation Vita. Okay, let me just get comfortable. Moving on, uh, lay down on my. Uh, they've yet so- they've yet to announce an Apex port for Vita <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Uh, I wait with bated breath. Yeah, where is that? It should. It should. I, I, I think it'd run fine on the Vita. It's a hefty, hefty so, handheld. You are both a Vita and a Nintendo Wii U adherent. Yeah, and I bought both of them well after it was clear that their life cycles were done. After after it became clear that they were terminally ill. Basically. Yeah, I bought a Wii U last year and a Vita three years ago now, maybe. I mean, I imagine you got a good price on them. I did, I did. I, That's I, one advantage. That is true. I bought a Wii when the Switch came out because I only really wanted to play Legend of Zelda and people would basically just give me away Wii U's for, for like 
basically nothing. Yeah, so I was like this for a minor discount on their Switch. What was the what was the game that prompted you to buy the Wii U? Uh, it was I wanted to play. Well, I, I'd been meaning to play through all the the both the Wii Zelda, so Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, and obviously Breath of the Wild is on the Wii U as well. So the famously good Zelda games. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd never played. I, I'd vaguely played Twilight Princess, which I finished recently, which was actually a lot better than I remember it being. You get to stand on a Beyblade. I mean, like you ride a Beyblade. That, that <laughs> makes the game brilliant in my book. Uh, nice. Are you? Do you rotate yes, with the Beyblade? You, or you you rotate you with the Beyblade. Like you rotate a... slower than the Beyblade rotates. So. Does the camera rotate with you? No, no. Like, God. Is it like illness inducing? No, God, no. <laughs> Especially because you play it on on the Wii. Going you play it with a, with with a uh, motion control and a nunchuck. You can't actually control the camera at all. So uh, that would be horrible if they did that. But no, yeah, you get to ride a Beyblade. I'm, I'm down with that. Um, yeah, Fight the Princess was actually okay. I was, yeah. I don't know why it gets a lot of flack. To be honest, it's. What was how was Skyward uh, I've Sword? I've only just started Skyward Sword. I must, it, it's a lot prettier than Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess is lots of like browns and it's bit, it's very gloomy. Uh, Skyward Sword is like it's popping, it's popping with color, and I think it's also because I'm also playing it. I'm playing it with the the Wii Motion Plus, clearly on a separate system. But like I've not had any problems with any of the the motion controls in Skyward Sword so far. I know it's people where I go, it doesn't do what you say. Yeah. I'm like, 95% of the time it does what I say. The 5% it doesn't, it's because I'm sat funny on the sofa or something. <laughs> like, I, I'll be laying down on the sofa trying to do it, turning towards the TV, and I'm like, well, it's not going to do it. I have to get up and face the TV properly. Um, God, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of like story in Skyward Sword, which is why I think I, I'm like, I don't really care. It's a the game, you be the bad guy, you do the puzzles. That's all I want to do is do the dungeons. I, don't, I really don't care about any of the, the lore of Legend of Zelda. Could not care less. Uh, I want to do puzzles in the dungeon. Fire boss, that's all I want to do in it. But yeah, it's good. There's loads of, yeah. loads of there's so many like really good Wii games that I never really played because as many people I as just had like a family Wii that I never really ever touched apart from family, to yeah. play like bowling. Communal. Yeah, so uh, I've been sort of, yeah, on through loads of cool Wii games. Are all, yeah, because so it's backwards compatible with all yeah. with all the Wii games. Did, I mean, a Wii game that I played a lot, and I'm sure everyone played, uh, were the Call of Duty <laughs> ports to the Wii. I have not been playing those. <laughs> And their popular online communities that oh, sprung really? up for the multiplayer I didn't know of those games. Played them online, <laughs> <laughs> and it, you had to do it with motion control. You had to. Was that standard? That must be your force. Yeah. So again, you you can't really control the camera. So you, you just just turn as no. the thing turns. How does that work? So the so so you move, so you move, so you plug in the nunchuck and you move yeah, yeah. with the nunchuck like like you would a regular left stick for a shooter, but the camera is controlled by pointing the the Wiimote oh, at the screen, scary. and if you move it, and um, once it gets within like a certain di- so you have a imagine I guess like yeah. the dead zone. So obviously if you're aiming at the center, it'll just it'll, you'll just stay still, but then if you like tilt the remote so that like the like if you're like pointing at slightly off cent like not at the center then it will like start to move you around so you're like yeah yeah it, it sounds like it works in it works quite similar to the i've been playing the metro prime games as well so yeah you had a mobile you have a mobile yeah. cursor at yeah, the center yeah. of the screen so like the, your 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 re- aiming rescue isn't locked to the center but once it moves outside of a certain right. zone then it will then like rotate yeah. your character so you want you aim like slightly right of center, and that, and then once you get to a certain point, your character will then rotate. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it works around. similar to the how uh, Metroid Prime works on that. I don't know, I think you can also move the camera with just the D buttons as well on some of the settings. So that if you are struggling to move around, you can also just use those. Plus the fact that Metroid Prime has a lock-on feature, so you don't really. Like, it doesn't need to be amazing in terms of turning. It sounds awful in the Call of Duty. That sounds like a dreadful yeah, control. Yeah, no, they, they released Call of Duty 5, and I played a bit of multiplayer, and then they, and then they like, 
a long time after Call of Duty 5, they released like Call of Duty 4 remastered or something for the Wii. I'm assuming it's not like uh, the, the PS4 version, but like yeah, a different COD 4. No, All right, it, still, it probably looks is it, worse. Is this back when it was still the World War 2? Does it have those results? No, it's COD oh, 4 was the first one. Oh, uh, worked on by a lot of actually the guys from. Again, from that Respawn. must be. I don't. It must look so ugly as well on the Wii. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it didn't look great. Replaying Twilight Princess and then looking at like the the remastered version. Twilight Princess is an ugly ass game. Like <laughs> everybody apart from Link and Princess Zelda look like, like they've just been like hit in the face with a hammer several times and then they've walked out. They have like the most weirdly deformed faces and then. Everything is just like apart from the Twilight Realm. Everything is just this flat brown or grey. Really weird. <laughs> and then you that sounds pretty. And then you weird. jump to Skyward Sword, and there's like it's just so colourful, and like everything looks lovely, and uh, all the characters look like normal people. <laughs> I don't understand why every every character is like some hideous like. Elephant man in, in, in Twilight Princess. Hideous elephant man. It's just, I just don't get it. It's weird. Twilight Princess getting the absolute shit talk here. Getting the fucking business. <laughs> I mean, I quite like it, but like, it is an ugly game. So, they, they just I, I've looked this up, I've done some research. They released three COD games on the Wii. Oh, what was the third Black one? Ops. So you had World at War, Call of Duty 4, which came, you know, right. obviously, which they called Reflex Edition, and Black That was Ops. it. I knew it wasn't remasters, it was Reflex, Reflex Edition. edition. <laughs> and that was the um, the lineup. I remember looking it up at the time, I think, I can't remember why. So it, I, I was like vaguely tempted to buy it, I think. Because yeah. uh, using playing like light gun games on the Wii, is fantastic. Like, all the House of the Dead games and Ghost Squad, all just like just classic light gun games, brilliant. Links. I mean, that was terrible. Training, but the, um, another popular light game. That was like that was basically just a tech demo. There's, there's no point playing that one. <laughs> it's literally a tech <laughs> demo. Like, yeah. why would you play that over any of the others that are on there? Even the even the Nerf gun shooting game is better than the Links crossbow training. <laughs> 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 well, it's like most of the stuff for shooting isn't even exciting. It's mostly yeah. just pots. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, that was bundled, wasn't it, with like the plastic uh, gun thing? It came with the the plastic like yeah. Wii gun thing. But then there's 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 two uh, Resident Evil light gun games that basically tell the story, a truncated version of the Resident Evil story, which are actually not bad to be honest. Um, they're, they're pretty good. I mean, the House of Dead uh, two and three and Overkill are, are classic. You can't go wrong with those. So, um, to clarify. I was thinking... Sorry. Well, I was going to ask Nevi, as a, an experienced Wii U owner, do you think that the console perhaps does not deserve its reputation for being... I mean, it's a weird thing, because, like, it... <laughs> there's not... Unless you were delving into the back catalogue of of Wii games as well. It's not really much to play on it. It's kind of yeah. There's not a lot of Wii it's, games. It's a, right? Yeah, it's a weird aberration. It's like it's got maybe like like twenty or less than that. Like the console exclusive games that are like a reason to buy it. So it's 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 bizarre. <laughs> like as far as I'm, the only ones <laughs> I can think of off the top of my head, are Bayonetta 2 and Xenoblade Chronicles X. I mean, you've got, you've got, there's, there, there are some Mario games on there as well. There's, oh, you've some got Captain Mario games, Code, I mean, oh, Both the, the remasters of White Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are on there. Oh, uh, well. yeah, yeah. Um, so there, there are a few of, a few other things. Original Splatoon was on there. What else have I got downstairs? Oh, yeah, yeah, true. That's true. Uh, as yeah. someone who never, I forgot, that, yeah, that was I forgot there was any Splatoon games before Splatoon 2. Because <laughs> they're basically the same game, Cap. <laughs> So I guess if you're well, of the games that yeah. you've got, Nevi, uh, and you the fact you imagine you've been sent to, uh, I don't know, I don't know why I've gone with this <laughs> sent to metaphor. Uh, let's pick a place. Let's say uh, Pembury, okay. in Wales, uh, and you've been put in a church hall, and you've got a stand 
uh, and the stand says these three games will convince you that the Wii U is a legitimate console. Uh, what three games mm. are you picking? Good question. Uh, Captain Toad. Captain Toad is a classic. Uh, I, I know that there's a Switch version now, but there didn't used to be, so it doesn't really count. Um, uh, probably Wind Waker, because Wind Waker is, again, a classic. Um, and then a third game... I mean, I've not played any of Xenoblade Chronicles X yet, apart from made my character. Which, on a side story, I made my character in Xenoblade Chronicles. He, he looks like a normal human, Every person I talk to looks like a crazy anime person, and it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. They've all got um, like well, no, 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 no. Character my character doesn't have like like big anime eyes or like crazy armor or anything. <laughs> when you start the game, he's like wearing like a t-shirt and jeans, basically, <laughs> and he has like normal <laughs> eyes and normal hair, and he's not twelve. <laughs> oh man! Which is what's he even doing there? Did he get lost? Kind of, yeah, that's kind of the setup to it. He kind of gets lost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, a third game. Um... So, Captain Toad, Wind Waker. So, I, I probably I would say, like Super, like, Super Mario World, whatever the, the Mario World one that is on, on Wii U. Cause it is, Super Mario 3D World. Yeah, because it is really good. But, like, I'm trying to think, what, what else have I got downstairs? I've just. Probably just probably Bayonetta 2 to be honest. Bayonetta 2 is a really good game. Yeah. It is pretty solid. Oh yeah, th- those were, I forgot. Was Bayonetta 1 on Wii? Or was I don't think Bayonetta 1 was on either of those. No. I mean, it was eventually released, I think, alongside Bayonetta 2 as like a bundle for the Wii U. Yeah. But Bayonetta 1 was a, a PS3 and Xbox. Yeah. Oh, what about now? Oh, okay, because I, like I, I feel like I remember Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2 being a big Wii it U was, release. Yeah. Because they, they basically... Like after Bayonetta one, they kind of Nintendo came along and obviously spent a lot of money on the second game, getting it made as a Wii U exclusive. Yeah, yeah. That was. So what I think it, it was one of those weird things where it also came a bit too late. Yeah, like it was released it, not at the start of the game's life cycle. So no, no, I mean, the console. It life was cycle. released pretty late. It was like it was a, there was definitely a big gap between the last release and then that. Uh, actually, no, I'd scratch that. Marikai is because that's the most played oh, game yeah, on true, that, true. that I've, we've, I play that we play that frequently me and Emily so it's obviously Nintendo like absolutely had their priorities in order when they were like okay so we're going to release this Switch and they had the massive advantage of basically having a library of solid games yeah. that also nobody had played yeah. so no one's going to call them out for re-releasing <laughs> basically yeah because like, nobody owns a Wii like, U re-releasing Captain Toad and Mario Kart 8 and literally anything else that they had on there. Exactly. It's just genius, yeah. It's a good business sense. Yeah. You know, out of the ashes of the Wii U, <laughs> they've assembled the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, you can get all those games. <laughs> all those on the Wii U for like... I got, I, well, I got my Wii U with Captain Toe Marikai and, uh, and Wind Waker for about £70. So... Se- well, okay. seventy. You can't complain for 70 quid, can yeah. you? Yeah. I actually, I mean, I can't complain at all because I, I bought a Wii U. <laughs> Stop I, complaining, I about, I spent about like a full price on it. Yeah. Uh, a long, Oof. a long time ago, because I was like, oh, so it's a weird thing where it was like, you know, it was Christmas, and I was like, you know, I kind of want to play Bayonetta too. Mm. I know that's coming out. Uh, this was obviously ages ago. Uh, I was still in uni at the time, and I was just like, all right, so what I'll do is, I'll get a Wii U for the mum and dad's house because they really like the Wii. I'll invest in this new platform. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was a, a big fuck up. Uh, immediately, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get the Wii Sports equivalent. And for some baffling fucking reason, they decided what they'd do with that was they would make it a subscription it's model. Bad. Yeah, it's bad. Or like you could you could what? pay for a day of Wii Bowling access. It's, it's or, or you could spend like yeah. like fifteen pounds or something on securing Wii Bowling forever. <laughs> and I was. <laughs> Yes. I was so perplexed by it. I did eventually spend, well, I don't, I don't know if it's £15, maybe a bit less, like a tenner, on getting permanent access to Wii Bowling. And then, it was just, it was such a hard sell. Like, I was like, I was like, I, w- I was baffled. Because, you know, I had to update it forever. And then after all that, I was like, do you know, 
I was trying to sell the sell this new console to my parents and be like, you know, here, you know, it's got advantages. You know, it looks better. The motion tracking's a lot better on Wii Bowling, mm-hmm. and it was like also you can't play tennis or anything else without paying another thirty pounds. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, you know, enjoy enjoy the console. In fairness, they um, could just put all I did not Wii that like, just about. normal. <laughs> they they could. Bowling, That's basically so. what we did. Yeah. That is basically what we did eventually. Yeah. That is the thing. We just like, used like the Wii U. 100%. If the Wii U was not backwards compatible, there was 100% no way I would have bought it. Atrocious. It would have been the worst. Like, it, only because the Wii has so many tit- titles and so many odd games that I kind of want to play, that like, it just makes it really worth it. Like, I, yeah. I picked up... Um, so it was only it was basically only the continued success of the Wii that allows <laughs> the Wii U to yeah, succeed. And then, <laughs> inverted commas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and all the GameCube games that kind of had like both versions and things like like uh, the Metro Prime trilogy and stuff. So yeah, no, it, it's it's a weird thing. Feeding off the corpse yeah, energy of the Wii. You tell people that you like, like you've got a Wii U. People give you some weird looks. They're like, why do you own that? That's like <laughs> it's got nothing on it. And I'm like, it kind of doesn't, but at the same time, like it's got enough on it. Well, I guess, I guess, continuing this cross examination of your life choices, uh, the Vita. What's that the about? Vita, the Vita is so, no, so gone. Go. Else. I was just saying. I think I, I believe Nevi's talked about the Vita before at length. It's yeah, it's yeah, uh, that's right. Is I think we've explored the Vita more than the Wii U in terms of talking to Nevi about his well, concept. I, so yeah, I was, I think just just because the Vita died. Yeah, recently, true. It is a recent release. Basically, ask Nevi the same few yeah. questions. Like, but, what was it that spurred you to get it? Right. And then what would be the, the games I, that you would pitch to recommend people? If, the, the if I remember right, though, it, what I was going to say was it was essentially almost a similar idea <laughs> in that the Vita is backwards compatible with other things. Like, you can get the PS1 games and stuff on it, right? That's 100% the case, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was pretty much like... Um, I'd kind of exhausted a lot of the things I wanted to play on 3DS, and I wanted something else, like a handheld to play, uh, yeah. on, on sort of public transport and stuff. Because at the time when I got it, I was doing a lot of back and forthing on the train every day, like two hours or something sometimes. Damn. So it was like, yeah, Still so I was bad. like, I really need something that I can play on, like good long games on, and the, the Vita, again, very cheap, except the, the SD cards, but fortunately mine came with two. Uh, because bafflingly, the SD cards are still about forty pound each, um, which is yeah, that's weird. But did the what came first, the three DS? Ah, or the so Vita? yeah, I did some research 3DS. about this before I put it on thing. Like, yeah, the three DS came about roughly about a year before. Because thinking about like, I guess I mean the three DS had like, like the DS has had like a ton of variations, but. I guess they're they're kind of like the end of the like the handheld I guess like console Yeah, yeah the end of the old old guard. Like they just haven't Because yeah. yeah, the like the V to the fact that it's like has only just been kind of that the support is now stopped. Why yeah, why is like the handheld yeah, the idea of the handheld kind of gone away. And mobile phones, isn't yeah. it? They came out and they assassinated it. Pretty much. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. If you look at like when like, mobile phone games are getting really popular, it, it, kind of, it does correlate with kind of when the 3DS and the Vita came out. I think the, the fact that the Vita came out a year after, roughly, I think it's about sort of 11 yeah. months or so, after the 3DS kind of just gave sort of mobile games that extra little foothold almost as well. Plus the yeah. fact that... Um, the 3DS is immediately backwards compatible with DS games. Just opened up the like the the catalog. Yeah, true. It's just immediately just as upgrade. well. Yeah, I just I don't know. I still find them like because I guess it was more like mobile games, but I still feel like mobile games have never like they still feel like a considerable step they below. Are, yeah. But um, like the quality of game, like all the the kind of depth of games that you would get for like a handheld yeah, but, console but I guess it's another expenditure on top of a device that it's, it's about install base then I think it's about like the sheer volume of people that will have a thing because if you, like yeah yeah, especially with like the the Vita for example like one of the reasons why no one made games for it is because it didn't sell it well initially and it's because it because of the hardware people want to try and make use of it 
opposed to the 3DS. Like, it's so much more expensive to make something yeah. that can really push the, the Vita's hardware than something that can push the 3DS's. And so, like, if you just look at, like, like uh, the, the budget for um, the Uncharted game versus something like, I don't know, something equivalently that came out as, like, a launch title for the 3DS, the, the Uncharted one is so much higher. Like, it, yeah, imagine it's it huge. costs so like, much more. Probably creeping up towards, like, proper AAA expense levels. Yeah, because it? It, 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 I mean, the it, it basically, like, is like a, like a bridge between sort of a PS2 and a PS3 level of fidelity almost it it, it, mm-hmm. it does have issues with certain games like some some games that have like particularly open, like large map sizes it, it can sometimes mm-hmm. crawl but i've never had an issue with it and i i mean i played through like the the ratchet and clank remakes on it i played through the jack and daxter ones i'm currently replaying final fantasy 10 hd remasters on it, it it's i think it's a fantastic it's as long as I think it is probably my favorite handheld. I, I carry it literally everywhere with me whenever I leave the house. Well, yeah, that that's what I mean. Though, like, I feel because I feel like, yeah, like mobile phone games obviously had the install base, but so they were able to reach a wider audience and break through with like casual appeal and get people that would never use, like, you know, had never really played games into suddenly everyone's playing Angry Birds, yeah. everyone's playing yeah. match three games. But like, I still feel like the demand for the slight, like the kind of slightly more enthusiast audience, so the people that had DSs, the people that had, like, I don't like, I still don't see why that went away. I guess I mean, there have been like, is it partly a generational thing in that those people are sort of getting older, and so a new generation that would be coming Pretty in much. to fill the gap yeah. of wanting a handheld console, like smartphones, uh, so they don't have that sort phones. of like, yeah. Whereas we grew up with like a Game Boy or something the, as our like little thing we carry around, they grew up with a phone that they yeah, like, like. Why would I have a separate games. device to do the thing to play a game on? Yeah, it's, it's like, like especially what's the difference, sort of thing. especially when, to be honest, a lot of like flagship smartphones are honestly, I think, I mean, probably massively more powerful than the 3DS. Oh yeah, definitely. And probably rival like rivaling, oh, if not exceeding the I, Vita by yeah, this stage. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon like, much. I mean, considering like a lot of them are like running stuff like Fortnite at like what 60 fps at like 720p and stuff and weird probably with a ton of weird optimization yeah, i guess that's true so i guess yeah you still, can play Fortnite on mobile now it's like but also because i guess what like the th- is the thing that is just carrying like 3ds is it just pokemon games <laughs> maybe i don't know i well, mean i think the, the 3ds has had a it's had a good variation through its life like yeah like it's had a long i think also life. the thing about the, the 3ds is just it's just the fact that it's nintendo so like they have that that history of just like a Mario game or like like Fire Emblem or Pokemon, whereas yeah, you know what you're gonna get. Whereas right? the PlayStation have never really had that sort those sort of like first party mascot characters. Like they have maybe things like like yeah, no, and like, like uh, Ratchet and Clank and stuff, but they, they, there's never been this. It's not quite yeah, Bone Guy. There's never quite been the same sort of rabid fan base. You can't. Yeah, you can't like guarantee that if I buy a Vita, there will be a good God of War game for it, yeah. or there will be a good yeah, no, yeah, uh, new Ratchet. But I mean, I feel like, but I feel like even stuff like the 3DS, like that handheld demand has oh yeah, from, yeah like you know, for but, like like I mean, if you think about the like, DS, like the DS was also massively successful with casual players mm-hmm. who have overwhelmingly moved on to phone games. I think it's to be honest, it's a massive shame just because. A lot of the phone games people play are just, Shite. just weird garbage designed to suck your money yeah. out. And uh, even even like the good, even like good like Nintendo especially. Like I, I've been a bit depressed by their their kind of descent into sort of predatory free to play oh, models. Have you played that latest on one? with with stuff yeah, like true. Fire Emblem Heroes, Dragalia Lost? Yeah, that game like, is bollocks. Dragalia Lost. It's it's just. Chuck money into the gacha machine yeah, and yeah. hope you hope for the best. Weirdly, Pokemon it's, Go uh, is like the least aggressive phone game I've, yeah, I've played like, in a I long I don't time. Even, I don't even know what the monetization is for that. Is it like Pokeballs? It's like, like pretty much, <laughs> yeah, you can buy money to buy more Pokeballs or like buying, buy some items, but like poke you don't need oh, yeah, to. Candy. You can't buy candy on it. You can't buy things no. that let you level up things. It's got quite a like a surprisingly not aggressive uh yeah. model compared to things like like uh, Fire Emblem, because like you can't pay and then buy a good Pokemon. You can pay and buy like 
an incubator to hatch an egg that might have a good Pokemon in it. <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, whereas the other ones, you definitely could pay to win. You could pay to do slightly better in Pokemon, but you might do the same. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I think it's a thing, perhaps, thing we can close on. The new Pokemon game. The new Pokemon game. Pokemon Sword oh, yes, and the, Shield. Yes. With the third one uh, set, rumored set to be on Pokemon our, Gun. Our fine Isle. Yes. Yeah. Set and in. F- fake United Kingdom, which is. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen the map for it? No, I haven't. I've seen. Yet. I've seen the trailer because they they've released like a, an image of the map. People have been complaining that... I'm going to make some predictions now. It's going to be weirdly shaped, and they forgot where it is. It is <laughs> not weirdly shaped, really, but it's not shaped like the UK. Uh, they've uh, probably yeah. have forgotten Wales. <laughs> but uh, it's the main complaint that I've seen leveled at it is that it's just a big straight line, and it looks like you basically just walk north of the whole game. <laughs> it does look like that. It looks <laughs> like you've got like the starting village, and then you've got clearly the Elite Four at the top. <laughs> you know I mean? They've obviously, obviously there's been a big structural redesign, a rework, uh, much like in Valkyria Chronicles, uh, where obviously at some point Scotland took over the United Kingdom, <laughs> and at some stage yeah. Inverness has been declared the capital of the UK, and they've built an enormous, enormous city in the Highlands they, towards which all aspiring Pokemon trainers much <laughs> must. And they like jettisoned Wales off somewhere else. <laughs> just got, they decided that there weren't enough good Pokemon in Wales, so they just took all the dragon types and cut them loose. <laughs> ha, like. I've I, I found myself in a way that surprised me just because like all of the Star Pokemon appeared all over Twitter and I now just suddenly find myself really liking the starter types for no reason that I can fathom but I'm suddenly very passionate about Sobble <laughs> and the fact that Grookey can fuck off and no one cares about Grookey. I think that they have uh, the worst names though. Like they're the, they're like the laziest names. They're like Scorbunny. <laughs> It's like scorch, but it's a rabbit. Mm. <laughs> it's fire and it scorches and it's a rabbit. No. Grookey, green monkey, Grookey. <laughs> Sobble, because he's a sad boy. I'm a sad boy. I feel like people, uh, I think sometimes you do get a bit. I think we give the old games more credit than they deserve. Oh, 100%. Perhaps. Execute. What uh, the fuck is that? It's like some weird ex- like, is that Execute. Volta. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a lizard that shoots fire. Ch- Char lizard, Char Charizard, exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, you get you get stuff like that all the time. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like they're better than the whatever that seal was. <laughs> seal. And the seal. I, well, to be honest, you have to remember that we are working from a very low bar here. The last Pokemon generation or the one before that introduced a Pokemon that was a literal bag of garbage. <laughs> Um, Whoa! There was one that was, 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 was a sandcastle. Evolution. Sandcastle Pokemon is yes. I, I went on to see uh, these starters. So I kind of forgot them, right? Uh, basically, and a monkey, some a reason, rabbit, under, and a frog. That's basically what yeah. On, under Grookey, uh, there's a ba- there's a massive advert for Anthem that is glitched out <laughs> and is covering that part of the screen on IGN. And so there's just a picture of uh, the Anthem guy with the word Grookey <laughs> next to it. Is this a, is this a crossover? I would. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to, you know, force us to. Uh, narrowly define ourselves by obvious stereotypes but i have noticed that there's three of us on this podcast and three new starter pokemon all right so what what was your what was your claim here which which one was yours uh because i forgot i I feel a lot of the time like what, well, understand. What do you think their final is going to be? I reckon because on all the ones recently, they've been doing like a cross, like they're like water type and something else. I swear the fire one is going to be firefighting. It's like, every time the fire one ends up being, it's also a fighting type. Uh, what do you think the other ones going to be? Because they're, they're a bit less. Uh, I've seen I've seen some great art of them of <laughs> yes. the three star Pokemon just becoming, <laughs> and they're all fighting fighting. <laughs> that's a good that, one. That, that is brilliant. That is yes. <laughs> if that's how they end up, uh, thumbs up there. <laughs> Gav, do you want do, I mean, do you want fire um, or grass? Then I'm not like particularly fussed. I mean. 
I feel I... like never, never your optimism makes the score, Bunny. <laughs> All right, okay. Does, does this mean that I am stuck with this stupid-looking monkey? Also, like I, I, this... I suppose this on Twitter, but score Bunny's outline is basically Chim Charles with the ears on top of his head rather than a side. Like, the exact same pose. Just search Chim Charles. Yeah, I, I guess so. It's bizarre. Like it's almost identical. The Draymond lack is Chim Charles. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Chim Charles a little monkey. That's Pokemon. a fire monkey. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, how invented? I think. I mean, I think the pose looks probably very deliberately. It's like a Bugs Bunny pose to me. Yeah. You know what I mean, with the yeah. hands on the hips and stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean. They're all right. They're just cute wee creatures, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My like my irrational passion for these for these star Pokemon is making me consider getting oh, <laughs> I have a switch, getting a getting a Pokemon game for the first yeah. time. Sinky well, you, you've, you've never had, owned like, a Pokemon game before. Uh, I think I've told the story of the time I tried to play Leaf Green uh, on my on my phone through an emulator. Vaguely remember. Uh, I, and I didn't didn't leave the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. oh yeah yeah because you you're an idiot yeah. they told you not to <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ well eventually I did and just got as a dink but then I kind of forgot about it but yeah it's been about a year not really sure how to <laughs> I, I like the idea that you actually sat you were playing this game on the bus every day for a year like <laughs> like what am I supposed to do <laughs> rather than you just left it there for a year <laughs> No, it was more like, what am I supposed to do? I don't get this. And then just put it down. And then about a year later, someone explained it to me. <laughs> you are just supposed to go for a wonder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he told me not to. <laughs> he said it was dangerous. <laughs> he said, don't leave the village until you've come to see me. And then he's not at his office. Unbelievable. you got to change the, the time on your console to match his office hours. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta phone up and make an appointment. But yeah, I mean, I'm pr- I'm pretty tempted by it just because I want to, you know, I've not played a Pokemon game in a long time, and we can we can trade. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, and uh, I, I'm intrigued by it. It looks nice as well from the trailer and the images. I'm intrigued. Uh, well, I think that brings us to a, a nice conclusion. Yeah. Uh, for what has been so in, pretty yeah. smooth is that podcast. is that our conclude the whole conclusion here? so in conclusion yeah. you for should all on. buy a Vita and a Wii U and possibly Pokemon and then pick the rabbit because that's me there we go that's the conclusion we've come to I think my my real question is why isn't Negan from The Walking Dead a starter Pokemon <laughs> in this <laughs> As maybe that's what Score Bunny evolves into. Exactly, he does. <laughs> that, that's it. That's his final evolution. The real best handheld device, Negan. <laughs> Negan. Exactly. But yeah, no, genuinely though, probably don't buy a Wii U. I don't feel like that's as worth it. Unless <laughs> probably don't buy a Wii U. Yeah. All, all this, all this debate. No, don't buy don't. a Wii U. Unless you. That's, a, that's, a, that's an insider yeah. consumer tip from. Uh, unless you, <laughs> unless you really want to play Mario Kart and a Switch is really expensive. Uh, Stocks in the Wii U. Buy a Wii U then. and then you can play Mario Kart. I don't know. You're probably you're probably you're probably better off going going into your local game store and using their like four like actually I guess older than that five year old demo booth that was set up <laughs> rather than spending the money. Yeah, on the Wii you get U. some decent light like, good games. So if that's the sort of thing, like, literally the Wii U is like my multiplayer console because like, it's just got it's got games that you don't even have like the thing of like I don't know how a controller works sort of thing with people. You just go you you point this at the screen and you pull a trigger and shoot things. We, true, we took it on true. holiday when we went this to, is, went to Wales in the summer and uh, like four player Ghost Squad and uh, Mario Kart and stuff in the evening, some bowling. It's a good time. Nice, it's nice. a good time. All good. All good. That's yeah. a wee good time. Yeah. Wheelie good time. Also, Thanks. if it breaks whenever you're so, taking so it anywhere, you you've only me. wasted like 70 quid. Just buy another one. It's not, oh, it's not a big investment. Uh, but generally, buy a Vita. It is the best. So, handout. how have we reached the conclusion of buy multiple? <laughs> buy multiple. We, we thought we'd reach the don't buy a Wii U conclusion, but the conclusion is now buy one Wii U, break it, buy last, another. Last, last minute turnaround. The conclusion is stockpile the Wii U. <laughs> Stock exactly. Buy, buy, buy. The stocks are going to go back up. There'll be a Wii U boom next year. 
if you buy all the Wii U's, you you raise the demand. Yeah. The market uh, is feeling bullish on the Wii U. And then buy the Vita and play uh, all Metal Gear Solid games. That's what you do. And then petition for them to port uh, four to the Vita, and then five as well, probably. Because why not? Yeah, exactly. But in, in, in fairness, actually, you can you can play five on the Vita. You just um, Stick it up to your PS4 and you can play back up on your Vita. Nice, nice. I mean, you can't play 4 because I've taken that service off, but what are you going to do? 4 is basically a movie anyway. (laughs) So just watch that on YouTube. Anyway, we'll stop now. Uh, Thank you for listening. Okay. Uh, Unusually short podcast today, just over an hour. That's fine. That's fine. Terrifying. I thought we were so close to nailing it, the uh, the Fabled Hour podcast. Almost. 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 I mean, we can cut some of your own Let's say goodbye. Just get rid of it. (laughs) Yeah. A half hour podcast. <laughs> just cut the bit about the Wii U as well. Just tell a, a Vita special. <laughs> Vita special. Well, I get you'll you'll find out how we did, audience, when you listen to this, and you can have a look at the timestamp yeah. to see what we end. So, up. how much we cut from <laughs> this currently hour exactly. podcast? Exactly. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, if you found the website attached, head over to bitsandpieces.games and social media at those bits and pieces or bits plus pieces. You can guess which is which. It's a fun game for you to play. <laughs> you uh, it's a fun game. Uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Like and subscribe. Goodbye. Buy the Vita.